Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I genuinely hope the tips, tricks, and information we share will be your catalyst for change. I'm your host, Lauren Heiser. It's time to dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. Adam and I are joined today with another special guest, my friend. Yes, Lauren has friends. I have friends. It's true. Some of you are doubting. But now you know. But we have one here. I'm just going to have one a week. So on the video. In approximately four weeks, we'll need something new <laughs> yes. to do. That's about my friend depth. Yes. So you're, you're one as well. So three weeks. Feel free to reach out to Lauren <laughs> if you'd like to be your friend. Accepting applications now. On Instagram. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lauren.rxd. Okay, we're done here. Um, <laughs> Brittany, thanks for joining us. Yes, Brittany. Hello. Uh, Brittany, hello. let's start by just um, a little bit about yourself. Uh Maybe, you know, where are you from, um, family life, just kind of some, some basics, let people know who you are. Yeah, and why you're such a big deal. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Well, first, thanks for having me. Um, this is my first podcast, as you guys know, but this is really exciting. And just something fun fact to share is I had this on my goal list. And my great friend, Lauren, uh, reached out, didn't even know. And here great we are friend. today. So it's pretty cool. So I'm great excited friend. to be here. Man. Um, <laughs> Great. Yes. So yeah, I am from the small state of Delaware, but the first state, um, See? grew up, grew, born and raised there. And, um, I am happily married to my husband for four years now. And we have our black lab, our first child, we mm-hmm. like to call him Lincoln. And then, um, he is named after Lincoln financial field. So go Eagles, Philly. <laughs> Look at her. She's representing man. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a 15 month old daughter, Sienna. So that is our first child together. And, you know, we hope to have more children in the future and, you know, we just are living life in Delaware. Um, we have been able to spend the summer down at the Delaware beaches, which has been truly amazing. So it's been a great summer so far and just enjoying life. Um, can't complain. Things are good. I've, I've definitely creeped on your on your Instagram, all your stories, and it's, it looks beautiful. Uh, I know that you have invited me to come and I have so many other travels. I have not, but I will. I will make it out there. Um, it just, yeah, it looks great. You just went to Virginia recently, right? We did. Virginia Beach? And yeah, my kids love the yeah. love the ocean. They ran into the ocean. The ocean just threw them back. And then they run <laughs> back in, and the ocean threw them back. Like, I thought they would stay. Hours of fun. <laughs> they just didn't stop. It was it, w- it was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to kick off by uh, getting into kind of what your coaching mission is. Um, I think that... We, did, we didn't really talk about her, her, the business side of what she does. Yeah. Can we jump into uh, that? Well, maybe she can. Okay, so sure. So people, people know okay. that she's a real human. She has a family and things. She, she is, but well, she's what? also a business human. But why are you on this podcast? <laughs> she doesn't know. Not I made, just because you're I Lauren's made her friend. <laughs> But um, you know things. Brittany. All right, Adam, because Adam's selfish. He wants to know things about you because I know things, but he yes, doesn't know things. I don't know anything. So, um, le- yeah, let's. Uh, I figured it would come out naturally, okay. but let's force the question. It's let's fine. Force it. What uh, What got you into nutrition coaching, which is what you do now, and maybe what did you do before, and how like how that transition kind of happened? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess I left that part out of my life of what I do <laughs> besides <laughs> family stuff. Um, so yeah, I've been a nutrition and fitness coach for about three years now. So very new to the industry. Um, I was in corporate banking for about 10 years, started, um, in college and then just stayed with the company I was with. And through that time after graduating, I just, you know, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next with my career. And I always thought I would stay there. I went to, um, school for finance and accounting. So I always thought I'd be, you know, in the finance industry in some way. Um, but as life went on, I started to realize like I wasn't totally fulfilled and something was missing. So I decided I'll go back to school and get my MBA and that will help me figure out what's next <laughs> in life. And um, in that, you know, during that journey of getting my master's, I realized, okay, um, I love the business side of things. And I think I want to own my own business one day, but maybe not, you know, on the finance banking side. So I um, have always been an athlete, you know, grew up playing sports. I continue to do, you know, recreational sports um, through my late 20s. So playing 
slow pitch softball, um, flag football. Lauren, I don't know if you know that. About I didn't me, know that. No well, flag football. Yes. Nice. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, I was like, you know, I did some soul searching and figured, you know, asked myself, what do I enjoy doing? What makes me happy? And it always went back to, um, you know, working out and just moving my body and fueling my body with good food. So I decided to, um, start to, you know, jump into the health industry and started to look around and how I started the quickest way I thought I could get into the wellness industry. And this might be some news to you learn too, is I started with network marketing. Cause I was like, Oh, that's an easy way in. Like, um, and it offered me a lot. I went through a lot of personal development, personal growth, uh, during that time. And I realized I want to do even more and I want to work one-on-one with clients. Um, I would like to coach, um, at a gym. So, um, Long story short, got certified group fitness and then started to look into nutrition certifications. And that's um, when I found NCI and thank you to NCI is when I met Lauren (laughs) recently at a conference. So um, without going too far off on a tangent, once I started to get the certifications and really realized like I want to make this next move, I talked to my husband, Ricky, and said, I'm ready to leave my job. (laughs) And he was very supportive. So I think August, uh, almost three years ago now, I left my corporate job after 10 years and just started my own business, nutrition business, and was coaching at Orange Theory. And now we're here. Um, So mainly I'm focused on the nutrition. I'm not doing any, you know, fitness coaching right now. Um, Just mainly focused on -on one-on-one nutrition coaching. Nice. What, um, what was the, what were some of the hardest things for you to get over making that switch, like either personally or professionally to, to make that jump? What was, what was really kind of rough about that process in the best way I would assume, but. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would say personally, uh, it was a huge, you know, financial decision taking that, you know, pay cut, I think was the first big thing getting over, um, you know, feeling like I was, you know, in a successful career and walking away from it and knowing I was in a sense starting over and I had a lot to learn. Um, that was a big one too, is also not knowing a lot in this industry and having to educate myself and basically going back to school again. Um, I think that was one of the biggest hurdles and still is, but um, I love learning. So I'm glad that there is so many resources out there for continued education in this space. Yeah. Um, so I would say those, that was my two biggest hurdles is the financial side. And then obviously just, you know, starting over and having to learn so much. Yeah. What? Go ahead. No, I was just, I just I'm tr- trying to relate to, I, I stopped teaching back in 2016 after 14 years of public education. My wife had taught the same amount of years. Those were fun conversations that we had, you know, cause we'd, we'd started the business back in 2012. We had been going, you know, four or five years um, and then trying to figure out at what point do we stop this from, from being a hobby and actually make it a business, something that, you know, can, you know, we, we can grow and make better and, and whatnot. And I couldn't do that being full-time teacher, part-time gym owner, um, even though Lauren was holding down the ship, you know, and, and, and run the show, but she wanted to spread her wings and fly. I, I wanted to fly. Which, which she did <laughs> um, <clears throat> all the way down to Kentucky and back. Yeah. Um, and back key but, point. But those, those are some, some tough conversations to have with, with, mm-hmm. you know, your, your husband and stuff like that, trying to figure out, you know, Hey, if I do this, are you okay? And, and you know, the financially, this is what it looks like. And right. I, the only arguments my wife and I have gotten into, I think in the last nine years are basically because of the gym. Um, and, and that, that stress that, that comes with it. I don't, I don't know if you have a similar thing, but sorry. I don't know if there's a question there outside of, you always say that, that. that's a big, like it, it's tough. It's, it's a, it's always, yeah. you know, it's a gutsy thing. Oh, go live your life and go to, uh, it's scary. Yeah. And that's like, when I was, I always said, we'll wait till we have kids. We'll wait till we have kids for me to make that leap. And I was like, but what if we have kids I make the leap? And then I realized it's not what I wanted to do. So I was like, let's do it now before we start a family. Um, because part of it was too, so I could be home with children. Um, I don't think I'd be ever be home full time. I always will need something. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy working, (laughs) but when you, you guys know when it's something you enjoy doing, it's not really work. So um, I think that was the key to, you know, doing it before starting a family to make sure it was, you know, what I really wanted to do. And three years later, it definitely is um, so super happy with the move I've made it, you know, it has its challenges as you guys both know with owning businesses, but, 
um, you know, I wouldn't change it for sure. Very cool. Can, can I ask one more question? You may. Who do, I'm curious because, Brittany, I don't know you nearly as well as, as Laura does. Who do, who do you work with? Who's, who's your ideal client that you like to, you know, kind of focus down on? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's something I will be honest that I'm still figuring out. Um, who do you like you working know, with the best? Yeah, I'm realizing lately now that I've become a mom, um, working with other moms, specifically, you know, postpartum mm. shortly after. Um, and I think that's something I'm becoming more passionate about is helping yeah. moms realize, you know, they don't have to jump right into working out again and trying to lose the baby weight. Like their bodies just went through something, you know, truly amazing in the last nine months, but did a lot of hard work. And, um, I think that's something I've been, you know, I haven't really had any postpartum clients yet, but just general conversations mm -hmm. with other moms that have reached out is, you know, helping them understand they need to give their body grace. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known this a year and a half ago myself until I went through it. Um, so it's been exciting just having those conversations and helping women realize like, you don't have to lose right away, weight right away, right? Like your body just did so many amazing things for you and helping them focus on how strong their body already mm -hmm. is for what it's went through and helping them realize they're in a new season of life, right? Things might be different, feel different, look different, and that's okay. You have this amazing, you know, miracle sitting in front of you now, um, so that's something I'm becoming more passionate about. And then as Lauren knows, um, we did a similar or uh, a mentorship program. She did it a year prior to me. I'm currently in it. And so I'm getting more and more clients, women with hormonal imbalances and things like that. So they come to me wanting to lose weight and we uncover a lot of other things in that process, whether it's, you know, the relationship with food, gut health, hormonal imbalances, which I already said. So that's been really fun working with women in their thirties and forties, helping them realize like, Hey, we can't just do these quick fixes anymore to lose the weight. There's, we have to take a little bit deeper dive, um, into things. So that's been really fun. Um, learning a ton with that, you know, going beyond just the macros, here's your macros, yeah. you know, go lose weight. Like yeah. we're really diving in, which has been awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love that population because it's just so freeing and empowering to them to be, be like, Oh, I was just missing these key points of information. And now that you teach me this, I realize that my body is capable of losing the weight. I just need to approach it a little differently. I need to take a different approach. I need to have a different plan. I need to maybe implement some extra things. Um, but I think a big thing, like you mentioned, Britt, is, you know, expectations. And it's not thinking I want to have that 20-year-old body. It's just I want to make the body I have as best as I can make it. And something that Jimmy talked about on the, on the last podcast a little bit ago was, you know, chase the feeling. And so when you start to fix those hormonal imbalances, yeah. you start to feel a little better. Your energy is different. Your mindset is different. Your clarity, the way you approach your day, uh, mm -hmm. all of it is just all wrapped up in, hey, I understand that I have different tweaks to make than someone else and that's okay. And I may not fit into this keto approach or paleo approach or just calorie cutting approach. And there's a wider scope to look at and more things I can implement that are going to help me in the long run to your point over like, like long-term approach. Let's do something that's sustainable that I can, I can keep working at. So I, I love that. And we need more and more coaches out there that are comfortable and confident tackling those types of clients because it seems overwhelming. Who am I to treat a hormonal imbalance? Um, but it's funny when you get down to the, to the, you know, basics of it, it's really not that hard. There's some, you know, very fundamental things you can do that blanket kind of help all hormones do their thing. And the body eventually it wants to heal and it will, if you give it the space and time to. So I love that you're narrowing down on that and, and finding a, a good group because the ladies need you. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to, you know, get more clarity around it, but I feel like I'm getting to a place where I know, you know, who I really, you know, want to work with going forward. All my clients now are amazing and I'm learning a lot from all of them, but, and I feel like, you know, people just helping them realize, stop working against our bodies, right? Let's start working with them. Right. I feel like we almost treat our bodies as enemies. I know I did in the oh, past yeah. and, you know, so it's just about, you know, aligning with your body and listening to it for sure. Yeah a big thing. And I think people struggle to do that on their own. So that's why there's coaches like us to help them figure that out. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Well, that flows wonderfully into, into my question. Now Adam. I have background. Jeez Louise. So helpful. Um, no, so I feel like, uh, and it evolves over time, definitely, just like as a person, your own beliefs and values, maybe what your goals are and what you're focusing on evolves. But as a coach, I think it's important that you kind of have a mission or just like a, a vision that you're trying to share with your clients. And you've kind of alluded it some. Um, for me, it's kind of the, the tagline or hashtag, like, I want you to own your health. I want to teach you everything that you can do to know that you are in control. You are your best advocate, your only advocate. I'm there to help, but I can't do everything for you, and you need to own this process. And if I had to kind of sum it up, that's what I want to do with my clients, and that's kind of my mission or vision. So if you, you know, kind of could explain what you think your mission and vision is of, of at the end of the day when clients leave Brittany, what do they have to, to kind of go back on, and, and what lessons have they learned? Yeah, absolutely. This is a good one. And I feel like my mission is forever changing too, as I yeah. feel, you know, figure out who I want to work with right. uh, the most. But um, I love your guys' podcast name because I think it goes along with my mission, aligns very well with, you know, I want for myself and I want my clients to walk away being happier and healthier. Um, and just like I kind of already mentioned, just aligning with themselves and stop working against themselves and realize that, you know, it's not just what's on the outside, but what you can do to heal your body on the inside to make things better on the outside. Um, so I always, you know, tell my clients when they come to me, I, I want you to be the best version of yourself when you're done with me and not just physically, right. Not just six pack abs because yeah. There's pictures of me when I had, you know, when I was cut up and had six pack. And I think a lot of people are like, I want to look like coach Britt, but I helped them realize that it's not all about that. And when I had a six pack, I wasn't the healthiest I could have been. Right. So just helping, I think people realize, um, there's more to health than just, you know, a six pack or being skinny. Right. right. Um, I want you to be strong. I want you to be happy. Um, and most importantly, healthy and for life, not just for 30 days yep. doing, you know, a quick fix, crazy right. diet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um, love, I love that. Um, and yeah, I think, I think I see it in a lot of like your Instagram posts and stuff. Don't you do a lot of happy, healthy and you kind of, that's kind of your tagline and you kind of put that in a lot of your content and what you push out there. Yep. Yeah. So it's funny. My signature is cheers to health and happiness. Whenever I, you know, I write an email, cheers to health and happiness. Okay. Um, and my Facebook group is the mindful body balance. So just to talk about that a little bit, that is what I first named my business. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, my thoughts behind it were just being mindful, right. About our bodies, listening to our bodies, um, being more aware of what our bodies want, what they need. Yeah. Um, and then the balance, I just, have always believed in having that balance, whether it's just in life in general, like professional life and family life, making sure you have that balance there. You're, you know, you're having your family time yep. um, and not just, you know, working all the time. And then of course, with nutrition and fitness, having a proper balance of, you know, working out and recovering from those workouts. And then the food, you know, we don't have to be perfect all the time with food to be healthy. You need that, you know, good balance of, really sensible nutrient dense foods, but you also should have fun and eat your pizza and have a couple beers, whatever it is that makes you happy and fills your cup for sure. So, yeah, I love that. Don't, don't lose that. I never knew that was a thing, but I really like that, that I think that, um, that encompasses what you do really well. Thank you. Roll with that for sure. Okay. (laughs) Um, so with all this balancing and all these different things, um, are there a few kind of like pillars or tenants that you could say you try to teach most of your clients, that anyone who is coached with Brittany is going to kind of understand these things? Yeah. So I always go back to the foundations and, um, I know, you know, this well, Lauren, cause we did, um, our series together on Instagram with Sarah about, you know, how to get toned for life. And my part in that was the foundation piece of it. And I just truly believe without the foundations, it's going to be hard to succeed and have that sustainable, healthy lifestyle that everyone's you know looking for and sustainable weight loss. Yeah. Um, so when I'm saying foundations, alluding to, you know, getting plenty of sleep, um, having plenty of nutrient dense foods, um, moving your body every day. And that doesn't mean working out hard, right. And having to do a really intense workout for an hour, but just taking a walk every day, um, drinking plenty of water. So things like that. Um, I think the foundational pieces are key to a healthy and, you know, sustainable lifestyle. Um, and that's something that a lot of my clients come to me for weight loss and they're ready to, you know, cut their calories and do all these things. But sometimes I have to put the brakes on and say, no, like 
we have to cover these spots first. And it's hard and it's challenging for them, but they are so thankful for it at the end because they have these great practices and habits to walk away with. And they know if they ever kind of go off um, track, they know how to get back on by just going back to the beginning, going back to those foundational pieces. And, you know, this, what we think is simple stuff, but sometimes it's some of the hardest stuff for us. Um, But yeah, without them, I think it's really hard to, you know, move forward and take that next step, especially um, with the people that I'm working with that are in their thirties and forties. Yeah. And I think there's so many factors of earning the right to be in a place where you're ready to diet, cut your calories, whatever, because it's like, if you, if you start someone in this restriction mindset, you don't even know the long-term damage you can do internally and mentally, like, like you were talking about. So to give them the foundation, this firm base to stand upon, then, you know, put them through, heck of a diet and, you know, all the hard stuff, I feel Mm -hmm. that they're much more better suited and have the right tools coming out of that, but also going into that just to make that a better process. I think a lot of coaches get, get bad names or, you know, get looked upon poorly because they put people through these terrible protocols and things and they never give them an out or an in. And then people are just jaded and they never want to try coaching again because they had this terrible experience. So I love that more and more coaches these days are, you know, we all sound the same. Jim was saying the same things as you're now we all come from the same crowd. So I would hope so. (laughs) But, um, I think more and more coaches are seeing that and seeing the importance of the lifestyle factors and of laying that foundation, finding, finding those kind of base principles that get you to a place where you're ready to then individualize and do what you need to do, whether it's a gut protocol or liver liver protocol or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, we, we talk about it ad nauseum on, on this podcast of those basic tenants and it's right. They're so basic, but they're not. And it's hard for people to implement and it's hard for them to do consistently. So. Yeah. And one big one I forgot there was stress management. Oh yeah. <laughs> Huge foundation. So yeah. And that's, I think that's the hard part is, you know, we'll get overwhelmed trying to do it all at once. And I really encourage my clients, like we're going to tackle one thing at a time and kind of have it stack and go from there. And it just makes it less overwhelming and you know, easier for people to be consistent and sustain it. Right. Right. What, what are some of the main, uh, with all that being said, it's all great. We all should do that. But mm-hmm. during the process, you trying to coach them through that and implement that, what are some of the biggest roadblocks or hurdles you see people come across? It could be specific things like they're missing stress management, or it could be more tactical things like in the midst of X, Y, Z, they struggle with this. So what are some of those things you see and you know, your, your three plus years of working with clients and um, just helping them navigate those hurdles? Yeah, I think the biggest one, and this is right now, I think because it's summertime is like social events and different things like that. And people, you know, having these big goals, but then not necessarily willing to sacrifice, you know, what they need to, to get there. And it's summer's a tough time for that. And I will never, you know, tell a client not to go do something or don't, you know, go have fun because they absolutely should. But I think that, um, has been the biggest hurdle for my clients this summer is just figuring out like, okay, I want this to happen, but I know that I can't make it happen until I have, you know, a good 30, 60 days of consistency, um, which leads to my other thing is consistency, I think is the biggest hurdle for a lot of um, my clients is just being consistent day to day um, with, you know, the different things they need to do to achieve, you know, where they're trying to get and, a lot of them, you know, they have one bad day and they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm done. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm happy to say that with a lot of my clients now, they realize that one bad day does not mean they have to, you know, throw in the towel. Yeah. You know, it's not going to ruin their progress. And I think that's one of the biggest things I've helped clients with lately is realizing they don't have to give up um, because we all have that all in out mentality. And not all of us, I think a lot of us have overcome it because I was there once with myself, like had one bad weekend, threw in the towel, like I'll start again in a month. Um, So coming out of that all in, all out mentality and realizing that, hey, you know, you can have a couple of days off. You can go on a week vacation and come back and not lose all your progress and just pick up where you left off. Yeah, I think I would say so with all that, I would say I feel like the all in, all out mentality is one of the biggest struggles for sure. Yeah. Overcoming that. When, when, when you're in that with clients and they're kind of like in your experience, I kind of have a timeline that I I've seen play out, I think pretty regularly, but when do you feel like the switch flips when it's, it's like they're, they're trying all this stuff and they keep slipping up and I'm messing up left and right. And then all I swear sometimes with, it's all, it's like snap of a finger and all of a sudden they're just consistent. 
It's like they've had enough. I'm done. And they just ru- like rubber to the road and they're just getting the stuff done. And I'm just like, oh, well, I don't think I did anything. Like they just decided yeah. finally to own their health and like make a choice and make a change. But I feel there's kind of a timeline that tends to happen. Do you feel there's like an order of events that you see pretty regularly with people getting to that point um, and breaking through? Yes and no. Um, yeah. I feel like it takes like, you know, a lot of people, and again, just going back to summer and vacations, people going away on vacation, being scared that they're going to lose progress and then coming back and they're like, oh, I lost weight. Oh, I feel really good because I'm not stressed and I can like go on vacation and still meet my health goals. So I feel like sometimes right now, especially has been a huge aha moment for a lot of people is taking that much needed break and realizing that, oh, I can do this and I can still live my life and have fun. Um, so yeah, I, that's a tough one for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm still, you know, because, you know, I'm only a couple years in, um, I've had a client, a couple clients for one to two years, but then, you know, yeah. I'm still building that client base that maybe I haven't had an, an, enough for a long yeah. period of time to really figure out like, what is that pattern? What is that aha, aha moment? But I think the big thing right now, the common one is the vacations coming back and realizing, hey, I'm still here. I didn't give up. So, you know, I'm not a failure and I can continue on. Yeah. I just recently had a client come back from vacation and she was like three pounds lighter. Um, and she's like, oh my gosh, I did not realize how much I needed a vacation. And I have been preaching to her for the past three months about stress management. We got to do this. Like deep breathing for 10 seconds a day is not going to cut it. We need like five minutes, three times a day and all this other stuff. And so I love, I love when life is the best teacher (laughs) for, and just, just clients just experiencing it. I can talk till I'm blue in the face, but until they feel it and experience it, it's not real to them. Um, and it sucks. I'm like, that's why you're hiring me. Like, just listen to me. Right. <laughs> if it was that easy, then everyone would just get a coach and the world would be better, but it's not that easy. We're humans. Um, yeah, but no, I don't think that's a completely fair question that I asked you. I was just curious cause something I've been thinking about lately. And, um, I guess what I'm relating it to for our listeners is like, don't give up and get down on yourself because I would say in my experience, it's at least month three or four when mm-hmm. clients finally yeah. get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. So you come to someone and you think in six weeks, you're going to lose 10 pounds or something, five pounds a week, right? Yeah, I'm just hit it hard and 500 calories a day and whatever. But it's like, you have to get through your mental side. You have to get through these limiting beliefs. You have to learn new habits. You have to learn how to learn new habits. You have to mess up with those habits and you have to come back and then you have to reflect and you analyze and you work with the coach and you have really high ups and really bad downs. Before you know it, four months has gone by. You've lost zero pounds, but you've learned all mm-hmm. of that stuff. And then the pounds just start coming off. And it's like you get that little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And then they're finally just ready to like surrender. Honestly, that's to me, that's to me what it is. It's surrendering to the coach, surrendering to what they have to say. It's true. <laughs> and surrendering to the dieting process. Like, like you just, you pay someone, but you don't really want to listen. So to me, I feel like it takes three or four months to get past themselves first. And then to swallow their pride and actually listen and just be like, Maybe if I just did exactly what she said and just did it, even if it's these two things that seem so simple, it just might work. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. And I think like, because a lot of my clients come to me with the weight loss goal, but yeah. you know, they might be only eating 12, 1300 calories. So we have to take them through the wonderful reverse diet Yeah, and they're scared. And I understand, you know, introducing more food and because, so many people have the mentality of being scared of food and thinking it's our enemy versus our friend. Um, with most of my clients going through a reverse diet first, it's, you know, when they see how much better they feel yeah. eating more food, it is kind of an aha moment for them too. And realizing like, I can do this and I can be healthy and still enjoy myself. And then they're willing to do the other things that they need to do. Um, right. So it kind of, you know, all falls into place from there. But I think that's a big one too, is the reverse dieting. And I love it when someone says, I lost weight on a reverse diet, eating more, or I have more energy. Like, yeah, no way. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think we, we throw a lot of terms around sometimes. And I think we've mentioned reverse dieting a couple times in the past few podcasts. I'm not sure if I've taken a moment to yeah. really like, no, ex- we should explain. probably define that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Britt, you start talking about reverse dieting, what that kind of means to your clients, whatever. And then Adam and I can fill in any, any tidbits of experience or thoughts, but yeah, our listeners who have no idea what you're talking about and they're like, wow, this sounds great. Feel better. Eat more. What is this reverse diet you speak of? What can you tell them about it? It's good stuff. I'll start with that. (laughs) (laughs) But so with reverse dieting, um, I'll just 
talk about it in reference to like my clients, a lot of clients, like I said, come to me eating very low calories and not wondering why, like, I don't understand why I'm not losing weight. I'm, you know, not really eating. It doesn't make sense. And basically your body's metabolically adapted to those lower calories. And so it plateaus, it's holding on to anything it can get at that point. Um, As in fat and that like fat and not losing weight. That's okay. Right. Yeah. So as Lauren was saying, you know, it's, you're not able to lose the weight because it's just holding on, you know, maybe creating more fat storage. Yep. Um, so you may even see yourself gaining weight and it's, it's hard for people to understand, like, how am I gaining weight? I'm, I'm not eating a lot. Right. right. Um, and so a reverse diet, what that is, we're basically reintroducing food um, gradually. So adding, you know, say hundred, 200 calories in every couple of weeks and letting your body readjust um, and get used to eating more um, and your body just becomes happier in that process because it's like, wow, I needed this, right? It kind of wakes your body back up. And, you know, a couple of different things can happen during a reverse diet. Um, everybody's different and everybody's body responds differently, but I have found it to be key to a lot of my clients and what they needed um, to move forward in, you know, in their weight loss journey. Yeah. And, and some of the behind the scenes stuff that you don't think about to, to what she's saying, if you're in a reverse and you've been in this, basically, if, she, if she's saying that you're, you're cutting calories, so you have a maintenance to stay me, stay where I am, Lauren, 175 pounds, whatever, this is me. And if I cut my calories and I'm under maintenance, so we should lose weight, but I, okay, let's say I drop to 170 or maybe 165 over three or four months and I keep those calories my body has now changed the amount of energy burn I do on a daily basis. It's changed also, people don't think about this, your energy output. As I restrict, I want to do less subconsciously. So as I sit here and podcast, I might talk without my arms and I'll just sit here and I'll be talking like this and I'll be less emotional, like nah, it's so boring. Makes for a bad video. It makes for a really bad video. <laughs> yeah. And I burn less calories. Um, but in all of that, you have this stress response. <laughs> That's how I like to talk. <laughs> You have the stress response going on internally. <laughs> Lauren ate a lot for lunch today. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. Very excited. Really excited. Really excited. <laughs> always. I'm always really excited, guys. Um, internally, you're having the stress response. And so to, to Britt's point of you're metabolically adapted, behind all that is like my hormones shut down a little bit, which can mess with your hormone regulation as a female and your menstrual cycle. And um, also your kind of cortisol levels and, and stress response can actually be amped up in cortisol is catabolic. It breaks you down. So now you're breaking down muscle tissue, which means more fat tissue is going to be added on. So when you really break it down, it's get, we get these blanket statements in the health and fitness industry. And it's like, I'm metabolically adapted. Mm -hmm. Are you really? Like there's so many factors. Maybe you're moving less. Maybe your hormones are a little off. Like, yes, the calories have something to do with it. But to, to Britt's point, when you add calories back in, you're getting micronutrients back. You're getting macronutrients back. You're getting new energy. So you're probably moving more. So it's like this domino effect where it's more always so much more than just the calories you're eating. Although that's the step your clients need to take to feel these other things to be able to continue to make change. So any listeners who you're, you're trying to do it on your own, which uh, kudos to you, go for it. Like try things. I'm not, everyone does not need a coach. I think it'll happen faster with a coach, but you don't mm -hmm. have to have one. If you've been dieting for a long time and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm this. I'm not sleeping well. Your sleep is probably a little off because your cortisol's through the roof. Try feeding yourself for a month. Your weight may fluctuate mm -hmm. a little. You may gain a pound or two, but then you'll be ready a month actually isn't long enough, but just for case study purposes, try a month, then you could cut back down again. Right. And, and you can see how your body responds, but to do the same thing every single day and expect a different response is insanity. So eat the same thing, eat the same thing, cut, 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 cut. If it's not working, stop, try something else or hire a coach. But, um, yeah. So just to be clear for, yep. for, for listener people, um, Adam's going to summarize it, it and Adam talk. Here yes, we go. I can't wait yeah. to hear this. Well, it's going like, to be well, like five words. Reverse, It'll be great. I, I don't know. I don't know how many guys are on these like super restrictive, you know, 500 calorie diets. I don't think they exist. You'd be surprised. Uh, I, I probably yes. would be, but yeah, you're right. much more dominant in the female sector. Hard Can gainers is, is much, is, is much harder for yeah. guys trying I to stuff their gainers. faces. I don't, they... I don't associate with them. Okay. Um, Sorry, easy gainers. That's, that's what I'm all about. <laughs> I'm easy gains. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, that that's only for, if, if somebody is not under eating, this right. reverse diet is not for you. Yeah, do not eat more. That's not going to help at all. <laughs> not in the slightest. I was pounding 4,500 calories a day. Your serotonin levels. Jack it up. You might be carb Felt happy. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Put on 10 pounds. I'm, oh, on the, I'm, the, I'm on the add two donuts a week diet. I'm on week six. That's 12 donuts. I'm feeling good. Oh, my gosh. Might as well just go with a baker's dozen at that point. You it's know, just cheaper. Throw, throw in that one extra. It's cheaper. Thir- give me 13. Um, yeah. So, no, you definitely, you have to know where you're at. Yeah. You have to. So, there's, there's, long story short, Adam talk here. There's yep. a sweet spot. Yes. Okay. People overeat. People undereat. We like mm. the middle ground. Yeah. But don't be excessive with, you know. And everything's good for a time. Yeah. So, to, to Brit, Brit's saying they heard these clients come to her and they've been trying it on their own for three, six, a year, right? Like, who knows how long they've been yeah. in this deficit. And um, it's up to her to connect the dots and say, cool. Well, based on what I'm seeing here, you've been like this for a year. It's going to take four or five months to heal. Then we can even diet. So if you want to reach your goal with me, it might be a year long process if you're okay with that. But I can guarantee you that it's to be sustainable. You'll keep it off. You'll feel better. Longevity of life, all those things. So um, yeah, you got to know your starting point. And a lot of factors go into that. What you're eating, how long you've been there, how you've been feeling, how you're beating your body up or treating it well. Yeah, it all depends. So I think Go ahead. No, go. I was going to change. Brittany, keep going. I was going to just say with the women I'm working with these days too, they're realizing, you know, the damage we've done to our bodies in the last 20 to 30 years with all the yo-yo dieting and just, you know, high intensity workouts, which I love a good high intensity workout. Don't get me wrong, but all the stress we've put on our bodies and maybe some trauma too, um, that, I help them realize, okay, 20, 30 years of this, it's not going to take just 30, 60 days. Like it may take a year to, you know, turn the body around and, you know, realign with yourself. Um, just to your point, Lauren, how you said, you know, it's going to take time. Um, but you know, we did it, we did a lot in the last 20 so years to ourselves. So we just need to be, you know, give ourselves grace and be okay with the process. And once we become okay with that process and understanding it's going to take time, it makes it easier for sure. Yeah. And you just embrace it yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I do feel that it's and sustainable, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's nice over time as you get, as it's easy to say that, but to truly believe it, like to truly believe, Hey, every day I'm just making the best choices I can to build a better body, to build a better me, to get happier, healthier, stronger. Yep. And you can, you're, you can sleep easy at the end of the night. You can sit your head in the pillow and say, I'm doing my best. Um, and give yourself a little grace for whatever things, you know, you could have done better and just do it the next day. Um, like, yeah. like, like Jim said, you know, like just reflect what action did you take? How did you feel? Was it good or bad? Bad? Cool. Let's change it the next day. And yeah. we just kind of keep, keep moving through that. It can be so simple yet. So complicated. Yeah. <laughs> You had a point though. What was your, no, I'm amazed with how much of this, and, and this is why I'm not a nutrition coach. Um, so, so much of it is psychological, like the, mm. the mind piece of, of how people handle with things. Uh, what in, in your experience, what has, cause I've heard a lot of odd stories over the last nine years of just things that just blow my mind. How, again, all the, whether it be stress related or, or this related or that related, whatever it might be, what, what, I don't want to say surprises you, but I guess what, what surprises you in, in this sector from, from like, and again, I don't want to talk about like mental health and stuff. It just like some people struggle with losing weight for this reason or that reason. And they, they what, what humps do people have to get over mentally? And I don't want to get gimmicky with it. Oh, people's mental health. They have to, no, I'm, I'm, that's not Adam. Um, straight talk. What, what, what are big things that people have to, have to just suck up and get over or overcome or can't you tell Brittany is the suck up coach she's yes. just written all of her face she's suck like, it up buttercup. come on man let's go let's do this does it does that question make any love. sense i'm confused yeah, yeah i think so i think <laughs> no um, idea what you're saying no idea so yeah some of the things and one i already you know talked about earlier is that all in all in mentality overcoming that and realizing that you just have to find a good balance and it doesn't have to be all in or all out like you can go away for a weekend and come back and get right back on. You don't have to throw it away and wait another month or two to get back on. And then also I think like relationship with food is a huge thing that people need to overcome and just be okay with. Like I can have this, but I can also have this and sort of not looking at what they can't have, but focusing on more of what they can have and what's going to fuel their body. And then you don't feel as restricted, right? Um, cause I think that's a big thing when people feel restricted, they just want it more. It's like yeah. when we're kids and we were told, no, we just wanted to do that thing more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I think my I kids really do that right now that as a child to now and coaching my clients of like, you know, don't tell yourself no, or that you can't have this or can't yeah. do this. What can you do to fuel your body and make yourself feel good and really focus on those things. Um, and I think that's 
a huge, it's hard to overcome and it doesn't happen like this. It definitely takes some mindset work and some, you know, diving deep with yourself and with your coach to figure that out. But once you do it, it makes the process and the journey, you know, much more easier and um, enjoyable, I guess I could say. Yeah. I think narratives have a lot to do with it. Uh, as in family narratives growing up of like what food means to you and, and how you're taught about food. That's something I'm trying to realize more is like, you don't have the same social narrative about food as I do. And you don't have the same social narrative as I do. So like me growing up from a very early age, I can remember we had ice cream after every single meal. Like it was just like, it was dessert every night. Wow. That wasn't like a tub, but like I would have ice cream every night and it took me a long time to give that up. Like I would just feel like I deserve it. Like it's just yeah. a part of who I am. Just I get to have ice cream yeah. and I would have it a few times a week. And like and when I was weightlifting and needing to cut, that was a huge struggle for me. And I didn't know why. I'm like, why am I so tired? Why do I love ice cream so much? Mm. I don't care. Now I can honestly say like, oh, I have ice cream. And it's a treat. Um, it does. I don't feel that grip on me. I can't tell you what I did to work through that or what, you know, oh, wow. mental, whatever I changed. Yeah. But it's just like, cool, I'll have ice cream when I want to. But Britt, to your point, it might be, I don't. I don't tell myself I can't have it. When I was weight cutting, I'm like, no, this habit that you have, can't do that anymore. Didn't even know I wanted ice cream and now I want it every night because I'm telling myself I can't have it. Yep. So um, I, I just think that you need to question how, like just what food means to you. Um, I had a client a while ago and she was saying growing up, her mom would just, when things went haywire, would just cook and bake and just throw, like not talk to them, here, eat a muffin. And so she was taught that food was literally emotional comfort. And so you just, you never know. You never know what someone else has been through and what food um, has been emotionally tied to, socially tied to. So I encourage everyone to dig down that rabbit hole and really ask yourself, um, what are my, what are my habits and behaviors I have towards food in different situations? And a coach can be a great safe place to look into that. Cause it's scary to do by yourself. You feel very like, Ooh, I'm weird or I'm broken. Or why do I have this weird fetish thing of, I need this, or I, I, I go to it during this time when it's not, it's not this dark, scary thing. It's just how you were, how you grew up. It can always change neuroplasticity. Our brain is always able to change if you have the right tools to do it. So what, what did you call it? Food narrative? So food. Yeah. Uh, your narrative, uh, your family narrative around food, or you have social narratives. I think you have situational narratives. That could be a whole other podcast. Brittany, but. what's your what's your what's your story? I want to know your food narrative growing <laughs> up. What? Lauren had ice cream every meal. Yeah. Um, I dislike black eyed peas. That was my mom's thing. Hers is a little better. <laughs> <laughs> Not so self sabotaging. No. I don't think. I'm drowning All in my those pints black of ice cream. Eyed peas, I <laughs> tell you. But give oh, me the yeah. black eyed peas. <laughs> Yeah, that like that is like my childhood thing. Mom, when you listen to this, I still do not like that. Oh my gosh. No. Um, overall, like my mom and dad, they had us eating healthy. They tried, you know, but we had pizza every Friday night, maybe every Saturday night too. So okay. there was, you know, a lot of pizza. Um, and I, you know, so I didn't grow up in like too unhealthy, not super healthy. It was kind of, you know, mediocre. Um, but we played sports. So it was always about fueling our bodies and making sure we, yeah. you know, feel good for that. But yeah. moving, like got getting into later in life, like after college and realizing my body start to slow down because I wasn't as active. Um, I developed an unhealthy relationship with food and I cut calories, worked out really hard. So the whole overtraining, under eating, you know, losing my period, all that stuff. I yeah. went through that. So it's been recovery for say the last five years or so of just learning to love food and me too, understanding that food is fuel. Um, and it gives me my energy, right. And it's okay to eat more and just focus on, you know, more nutrient dense foods, but definitely fill in the pizza and, you know, the ice cream cake <laughs> is one of my things. Oh, so, that's my favorite. You know? Yes. So yeah, I definitely, I would say I had, you know, my own journey of overcoming that under eating and, you know, cutting calories too yeah. far and, you know, bring myself back from that and learning to love food for what it is and not, you know, thinking it's an enemy, but yeah. actually, you know, it's the fuel to our bodies. Would you say that those uh, struggles or thoughts ever go away completely for you? Do you still have? Um, I still have them. Yeah, they definitely creep up for sure. I don't think they'll, I don't know that they'll ever fully go away. Right. Um, but it's so, it's something that I'm always working on. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you learn new things about yourself. And I think my last challenge of it was when I was breastfeeding, um, you know, I too, you know, want to get back to pre-baby, you know, body. And I had to 
teach myself, you can't cut calories right now. You can't, you know, yeah. diet. You need to fuel yourself even more to give this baby, you know, the nutrients you need and make sure milk supply stays up and all that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think with every season of life or phase of life, you kind of learn something new about yourself and how to overcome the little challenges that present itself. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I, yeah, I, I just, I asked that as a, as a, a lob because I just feel like everybody needs to understand that we talk about this stuff. Like it's something I've overcome or it's in the past. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I told the story to a client. I'm so ashamed, but I'll share it. Um, and leans in. Kind of I had a, I had going. a day, I had a day, I don't remember, I don't know when it was, probably a month, month or two ago. And I just had this craving for ice cream. It doesn't, it doesn't go away. And Culver's is like five minutes down the road from my house. So I drive all the way there. The line is like ridiculous. First of all, in Belvedere, Illinois, there is one Culver's and on like a Friday night, that is all anyone in town has to do is go to Culver's and get ice cream. I don't even know if Dairy Ripple's open anymore. So like there's like one ice cream town, a uh, shop and it's not even a shop. It's a chain. So um, anyways, everyone and their mom is there. And so I'm in line. I wait for like 10 or 15 minutes. I get two cars away from the, from the window this whole time. I've been doing this mental self-talk of like, you work so hard to like eliminate dairy and gluten and like get your gut where you want to be and your skin where, you, you know, my story and skin where you want to be. Like, you really don't want this ice cream. You're going to have, you're going to have terrible digestion later. You're going to wake up tomorrow with brain fog. I'm going through all, I'm coaching myself. I get two cars away and I just peel out and I drive all the way home. And I, I, I didn't get the ice cream, but my point was like, we all still struggle. I'm not going to make an Instagram post about how I overcame my Culver's. Like, <laughs> like no one sees that. They just see like, Oh look, happy, healthy, strong. I'm fit. Like, you know, they don't, they don't see the crap. So, um, laugh away. Adam. That's a great story. It is a good story. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, do you have Culver's in Delaware? Can I tell you how hard it was? No, uh, I didn't want to pull away Adam. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's always going to be a struggle, but it's just like, who do you have in your corner helping you? What foundations to Brittany's point in the beginning are you yep. building? So in that moment you can make that decision. I wouldn't have made that decision a year ago, two years ago. I wouldn't have. Um, and so I might have ice cream the next day and fail, but like that day is a win and that moment is a win. So, um, yeah, just anyways, sharing my shortcomings, I guess, <laughs> or good comings. I mean, I overcame that's, it. That's fun. It's just awkward. <laughs> and if, you know, if we didn't have our challenges, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing today and helping other people. Exactly. And I think, you know, yeah. Walk, walk the walk, talk the talk. Yeah. yeah we, we're in it with you guys for sure. Well, Brittany, to, to wrap up here, what is, what is one thing that you wish we would have asked you? Oh, I know. That was on the question this list. This covers us just in case, you know, <laughs> I don't want you leaving going, gosh, they didn't ask me about blankety blank. And if you don't have one, I got one last one for you. Yeah. You guys covered a lot. And I, you know, everything we talked about, yeah. um, are things that, you know, I enjoyed discussing and I don't, I don't think there is anything, um, yeah, I don't know. Nailed it. Lauren, what do you have for me? I'm, I'm Throw gonna it get, out there, Lauren. It's, it's a quick one. You guys did no, good. No, bring it. Give us your... Yeah, I'm a rookie at this, so that could be why. I don't, you know. <laughs> no, you, no, you're great. And nobody would know. Mm. Uh, you're happy, healthy, strong. Give us, a, give us something that is kind of your happy tip or something that you embody or do daily, okay. healthy, and a strong. Just super, super quick and easy to the point. I, I love that. Okay. So my happy is um, making sure I fill my cup every day because if my cup's not filled, I'm not going to be the best mom, the best wife, friend, daughter, coach, all that. So taking, even if it's just five minutes to myself every day is a huge priority for me now. Yeah. Okay. So that, you know, that keeps me happy for can, sure. Can you give me one or two things that you do that usually that, that, that allows you to do that? Uh, journaling. Okay. So that's been a consistent, um, that's a habit of mine now every morning that I started this year and it's been, it's changed my life. So I do my journal, it's blank journal. I do anywhere from five to 10 gratitude, um, statements. So just, you know, I, it can go from, you know, thanking for amazing people like Lauren, cause she's definitely been in there before <laughs> to uh-huh. like, Thank you for this pen I'm writing with, but just being yeah. so grateful for everything I have in my life or, you know, practicing gratitude for things I don't yet have, but I would love mm. to, you know, one day have, um, and that's been a game changer. And then I also do affirmation statements. So that's one. And then the second is my daily walk, um, whether that's by myself or with my family, those are the two for sure. Awesome. Healthy, healthy, healthy. tip. Yeah. 
I guess, well, the walk is definitely because that's just daily body movement. But I would say the healthy thing in the last um, year or so is sleep. I used to be one that would stay on my phone till 11 o'clock at night, get up at, especially when I was coaching 334 and just thinking that was okay. And just running through my days on little sleep. And, um, we were blessed with a baby that sleeps, you know, um, I just have realized how important sleep and recovery is and being okay with having rest days, um, and just, you know, chilling out and being okay with that. That's been huge for my health, Mm. I think both mentally and physically. Yeah. And what makes you strong, Britt? Strong? Um, loving weights more than I used to. I knew it. Uh, she's been getting after the weights. a girl. I know. Good. Next time we see her, she's going to have some CrossFit shoulders. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I went to CrossFit a week ago, two weeks <laughs> I ago. I dropped into my old gym with my friend that goes there, and it felt really good to be back. <laughs> if I was living up there in Wilmington right now, I probably would have rejoined that day, but Aww. I'm not there right now. We'll, we'll see what happens come September. <laughs> um but yeah, just, you know, understand learning that my body, you know, responds really well to when I'm lifting and just lower intensity workouts. Um, I do love some high intensity, you know, running and different things like yeah. that. But um, I just feel so much better when I'm lifting weights and, you know, taking it a little bit easier on myself. Yes. Oh, amazing. Well, Britt, where can everyone catch you? What, what channels do you want to throw our way? We can put them in the show notes, show notes, email, website, Instagram, whatever, whatever works for you. Yeah, perfect. So I actually am launching my website, hopefully in the next week. Uh, So that will be just BrittanySaxton.com. Can you spell all that for people? (laughs) Yes. Some people misspell words. And and there's a couple ways to spell Brittany. There is. There are multiple ways. Whatever. Thank you, Brittany. (laughs) Thank you. So I am A-N-Y, Brittany with A-N-Y, Saxton, S-A-X-T-O-N. So BrittanySaxton.com, Instagram, Britt Saxton Nutrition. And it's just one N. So between the Saxton and Nutrition, just one N. And then on Facebook, um, my Facebook group would be the best way is The Mindful Body Balance. And Britt does videos and different things in there. So if you join that Facebook group, she's always putting out free content to help give you essentially free coaching if you choose to apply it. So yeah. Take advantage of all the amazing free resources out there. Yes. Coaches want to help you. Definitely. Definitely. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. Um, I'm sure Adam was happy to meet you. Yes. Yes. Brittany, this is a lot of fun. You. Yes. And Maybe one day I'll be out your guy's way. Yeah, that's You're welcome right. Welcome anytime. Yeah. Chicago's calling. You can in my seat. You can just take go. it over. Love You're the Lauren. Lauren and Brittany show. I love it. Love it. <laughs> all right, hon. Have Thank a great day. Thank you guys day. so much for having me. That's all we have for you today. If you have questions, want to chat, or are interested in seeing what we're up to between episodes, head over to Instagram and follow at lauren.rxtn and at oakstrength. Together, we are two companies committed to elevating your health and fitness. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review our Happy Healthy Strong podcast on iTunes. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.